Ray of Hope is dedicated to making a difference in the lives of people with cancer, diabetes, and other serious illnesses with a mission of transforming the future of healthcare by turning science into a practical benefit. Hope into reality. This is City of Hope Radio with your host, Melanie Cole. At City of Hope, the physicians are leading experts in treating patients with all type of urologic cancers. Just as no two patients are alike, cancer requires a unique treatment plan that's tailored to each individual to attain the best possible outcomes. My guest today is Dr. Nick Warner. He's a reconstructive urologist at City of Hope. Welcome to the show. Dr. Warner, tell us what is reconstructive urology and who would require treatment from you? Okay. Uh, the first thing is, is what is reconstructive urology? And the best way to think about it is bringing normal function back to the urologic system. So in relation to cancer, any patient that's undergone prostate cancer treatment or bladder cancer treatment might suffer from urinary incontinence after the procedure or erectile dysfunction after the procedure. And my specialty is bringing those functions back to the patients after the treatment. In addition, a lot of my practice revolves around what's called urethral stricture disease. And this can be from benign things or it can be cancer-related. Um, but my specialty is repairing these strictures no matter where they occur in the urinary system, whether it's the tube that drains the kidney or the tube that drains the bladder, uh, in repairing those problems. So if somebody needs reconstructive urology or reconstructive surgery, this would be if they've had their prostate removed Mm -hmm. or bladder, part of their bladder cut out or removed. Is that what we're talking about? Yep, as far as the cancer side of things goes, absolutely. Or if they've had radiation in that area. Radiation can affect the nerves that supply erections, and it can also cause strictures or narrowing of the tube that people pee through. So uh, we work with those patients as well. What does that treatment involve? What's it like when we hear about those strictures and you want to help someone regain sexual function or help for their incontinence? Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of options for their regaining erectile function. So we usually start with oral medications that help enhance the blood flow to the penis. Oftentimes those aren't successful because either the nerves are damaged and the oral medication depend on those nerves. So we have to work directly on the penis and we can do that through different therapies. One is a injection therapy we can put right into the penis, which sounds terrible, but actually is very well tolerated. Uh, There's vacuum erection devices, uh, which basically create a section over the penis that pulls blood in the penis and also works very well. And then the last step is really uh, a surgery that replaces the natural erection with an inflatable device, uh, which also doesn't sound good, but patients are very happy with these these options. And then as far as the strictures go, it depends on the location of the strictures. Um, Oftentimes what we do is we take a graft from somewhere else in the body, usually the inside of the mouth, and patch it into the urethra where there's a, a narrowing. And again, it sounds terrible, but patients actually do quite well and are very happy with this procedure once it's done, especially if they can, you know, urinate normally and regain their normal function. Wow, that's absolutely fascinating. How amazing are you? What is recovery like? Because these sound like bigger procedures than I imagine that they are. And are these done laparoscopically? Are they done more minimally invasive? What are they like? Well, the majority of the... uh, external genital procedures we do. So erectile function surgery or urethroplasties are actually done outside the body, so we can't really do them laparoscopically. But the recovery time is very short. Uh, Most patients go home the same day as the operation or it's a short overnight uh, 24-hour admission into the hospital, and then they go home, most of the time with the Foley catheter if it's a stricture, um, 
and recovery is about two weeks after the operation before people feel like they're normal selves again. If it's an abdominal stricture, so if somebody's, let's say, had radiation to their abdomen for some kind of cancer that caused the narrowing of the tube that drains the kidney, most of the time we can repair those through robotic approaches, which small little incisions in the abdomen, again, one-night hospital stay, and they're feeling pretty good within two weeks as well. So then are these strictures things that come back, Dr. Warner, or once you fixed them, are they gone then? Um, unfortunately, with any surgery, there's always chance for recurrence, but for the most part, urethral stricture, the success rate is around 90%. So anything I do works about 90% of the time. And then in the abdomen, any of the ureteral stricture repairs, success rate is slightly higher, about 95% of the time we fix those problems. So then what can patients expect for their outcome? Who would be a patient that couldn't have this reconstructive procedures done? Um, if somebody's had a lot of abdominal surgeries and it's just not a safe environment to operate on, or somebody who's not healthy enough to undergo the, the operation, I'd say those are the two instances where we probably would find another means to treat the stricture. And there's things that we can do to bypass the stricture. So stents allow us, it's not a permanent fix, but it can be something that we change on a routine basis to help keep the ureter open or keep the urethra open that isn't fixing the problem, but definitely temporarily solves the problem. And when we're talking about some of the side effects of bladder cancer, prostate cancer, and you've talked about the strictures and the reconstructive surgery, then those side effects, and you mentioned erectile dysfunction, and that's what you're intending to do. Mm-hmm. Does this go along, Dr. Warner, with medication then for the future of this man? Uh, absolutely. Um, some of the therapies we use to treat erectile dysfunction will make it so they no longer have to take the oral medications. Um, and so it all depends on what we're, what we're working with. Some of them you can use together, others you can't. And where is fertility in all of this? Um, unfortunately, after a prostate's removed, the fertility option is pretty minimal in a natural way. There's still options if somebody's young enough and they're interested in having children that they can harvest sperm through another means. Um, but, you know, for the most part, fortunately, the majority of men who do get cancer are beyond the the desired age or the, <laughs> the interested age in having for, for more children. And where bladder cancer is concerned, of course, incontinence is something that people worry about because it really right. affects that quality of life. What Absolutely. do you tell men and or women about the change that you can help them make in the quality of their life? Oh, uh, I'd say they're quite dramatic, actually. And what we first start with is the severity of the incontinence. So some people are real bothered if they leak a small amount, whereas other men could be filling a diaper and they just don't really care. So we first start on that plane. Where are they in their bother scale? And then we look at the actual volume that they're leaking, and then we really determine what the best approach is. If somebody leaks only a small amount, then we have options of putting a sling in, which essentially supports the urethra, making it more effective at its job. And if somebody leaks a significant amount, we actually have artificial devices that act as a natural sphincter. So it's a a loop around the urethra, a cuff around the urethra that closes the urethra off. And when they're ready to urinate, they squeeze a button. That cuff opens and allows the urine to pass. So we really have good options that can get people quite happy. Is there anything people can do to prepare for these surgeries? Is there a learning curve? Does doing kegels or strengthening those pelvic floor muscles help at all? 
Uh, in my opinion, I think those things are good in anybody. <laughs> Whether you've had cancer or not, I think those things are just healthy, healthy pelvic floor exercises that everybody should be doing, especially in these patients, because outcomes will be better no matter what we do if those things are up to, up to par. Is, is there physical therapy required afterwards at all? Uh, not really, no. Wow, that is just absolutely amazing. And in just the last few minutes, what's on the horizon, Dr. Warner, for the urologic cancers? What do you see happening that could be very new, advanced, and exciting that you're doing there at City of Hope? I think the most important thing that City of Hope is working on is new cancer therapies through uh, chemotherapies and immunotherapies that are targeting cancer cells specifically uh, in a way that doesn't have the same side effect profile as traditional chemotherapy agents. And... Uh, especially with kidney cancer, the chemotherapy options are not outstanding. And so I think if we can develop a better option for people, we can really make a difference in the survival of these patients. And why should patients come to City of Hope for their care? And also give your best advice for patients that are considering these types of reconstructive surgery and might be afraid to ask you certain questions. Uh, First thing I'd say is never be afraid to ask a question and never be afraid to get a second opinion. And I fully believe that if somebody, one of my patients needs a second opinion, then I'm going to be in full support of that. And I would actually have good recommendations for them of people that I trust that they should see. Uh, The other thing I'd recommend is that know all the information you can. So do your research beforehand. Uh, Understand that City of Hope is probably on the forefront of the majority of the cancers that you're facing, both in research and surgical technique. And, you know, look at the place that you're being treated or considering being treated and make sure that they are um, doing everything they can to advance the field in all these ways, both surgical and research. Thank you so much, Dr. Warner. It's great information, absolutely fascinating. You're listening to City of Hope Radio. For more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.